Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. I was wiping tears out of my eyes. I'm like, Lord, I please hope I nobody sees me do this. I was, <laughs> I was like, man, that's wonderful. And these children, they'll grip your heart. And I'll tell you something, there's a lot to learn from children. And pay attention. And uh, he got my heart. And I can't imagine my own child... My own daughter in the grips of death, and it's become very certain if nothing changes, she's going to die. And here Jairus comes to the Lord. But I'll tell you something about Jairus. Jairus was not with a group of people who had always had their confidence in Jesus. As a matter of fact, the very group of people that Jairus was associated with as a ruler in the synagogue. The Bible says in verse number 22, Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. Because of his status and who he was, he associated primarily with a group of people that would eventually crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. He associated himself with a group of people who were so staunch in religion that they failed to notice and realize that Jesus was the fulfillment of their very religion. We see a man who by his association and connections and life, he was a man that had rejected Christ. The point I want to make this morning is this. There is hope for your home in spite of past rejection. This man had no doubt been with the crowd and maybe on his own had said, I don't want anything to do with Jesus. He's messing up our good thing. He's hurting what we've always done. He's messing with our traditions and our religion. And they said, I don't think I want anything to do with that. Folks, I want you to know something. If you're in the boat where you've said, I don't want... Jesus to have part of my life and you're in a situation where you've rejected the Lord you've turned your back on God you've gotten out of church you're not faithful to read your Bible you're not faithful to serve the Lord if you're in that situation I've got good news for you there is still hope for your home even if in the past you've rejected the Lord you've turned your back on him you've turned a cold shoulder to the loving face of almighty God there is still hope for your home even if you've turned your back on him in the past. Look what Jesus does. And look what Jairus does. Jairus had rebelled against God in the past. But the Bible says in verse 22, when he saw him, when Jairus saw Jesus, when he saw him, he fell at his feet. He fell at his feet. The Bible continues in verse 23 and besought him greatly saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. You know what Jairus did? In spite of past rejection, he humbled himself. He fell at the feet of Jesus. 
Do you know there's a certain amount of humility that is required for us to receive the healing hand of the Lord Jesus Christ? There's a certain amount of hum- humility, humbling ourselves to declare ourselves unrighteous and unworthy and unable in our own merit to satisfy the righteous demands of a righteous God. There's a certain amount of humility that says, I'm not able on my own, but Jesus is my sufficiency. Jesus said it himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said it himself, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible makes it very clear. For by grace are ye saved through faith. That not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, this man, he failed. He humbled himself. He fell at the feet of Jesus. He prayed. He prayed to the Lord. Lord, I need you. Heal my daughter. He believed. He said, I know you can heal her. I know you can make her whole. I know you can make her live. And I love what happens next. Verse 24, it's so simple, but it's so wonderful. This man who in the past had rejected Christ, the Bible says this is how Jesus responded to him. Verse 24, and Jesus went with him. And Jesus went with him. What did Jesus do? He said, I'm on my way. I'm going with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help your daughter. And folks, I want you to know something. There is hope for your home. Even if in the past you've made the wrong decision, even if in the past you've turned your back on God, there is hope for your home if you'll humble yourself before God and put your confidence in Him and put your trust in Him and ask Him, Lord, help me with this situation. Here's what He'll do. He'll come with you. He'll come with you. He'll walk with you. Through that valley, through that storm. And He will indeed raise your daughter from the dead. There's hope for your home in spite of past rejection. Number two, there's hope for your home when it seems too late. When it seems too late. Look what the Bible says in verse number 35. We're going to skip over this section where Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood. We'll be back at there, back there tonight, Lord willing. But the Bible says in verse number 35, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. There's hope for your home when it seems too late. I can just imagine the anxiety of Jairus as he passes through the thronging crowd. Can you imagine? If it's my daughter and I finally got Jesus and Jesus is coming with me, I'd have Jesus by the hand and I'd be dragging him through the streets. He'd have both feet in the air as I ran down with it. He'd be like a sail going to the house because this is very important. But as Jesus passes through this throng of people, he's walking toward Jairus' house and he stopped. There's nothing worse. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jesus stops. Not only does he stop, but he does something that just doesn't make any sense. There's people everywhere. They're pushing from every side. And Jesus stops and he says, who touched me? <laughs> if I was Jairus, I'd be like, 
Who cares? Let's go. There's a bunch of people here. And Jesus takes time to help this lady with the issue of blood. All the while, Jairus is going, if we don't get to her, if we don't get to her, this is, this is urgent. I can just imagine. It's like waiting for the first day of deer season. I'm telling you. Anxious. And his greatest fear comes true. Somebody comes to him and says, hey, look, your daughter's dead. He says, why do you trouble the master anymore? She's dead. The flood of emotion is unbelievable, unimaginable. And it seems too late. It seems like she's too far gone. It seems like the situation is too far past. It seems like there's no hope. There's a group of people right here that have come to him and said, She's dead. Go find Jairus. She's dead. When Jesus gets to the house in just a minute, there's a group of professional mourners. They've already had enough time to call up the people who come and cry at the funeral. She's dead. There's no mistake in it. The girl is dead. It's too late. You may look at your home and you may look at your situation. You may look at your family. You may look at your loved ones. You may look at your own heart and life and you say, it's too late for me. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's too late for my boy. It's too late for my girl. It's too late for me. It's too late for my marriage. It's too late for my family. You're wrong. In our situation, in the day that we live, as long as there's still life, there's still hope. And you may think they're dead and gone, but they're not. God is faithful and God can meet your needs. I love what Jesus says. Jesus says in this situation, they said, it's just too late. She's dead. Jesus responds in verse number 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. He said, be not afraid, only believe. You know what God's word to you is? Be not afraid, only believe. Only believe. Keep on believing. He said, you believed a few minutes ago. I remember you came to me and you bowed before me and you poured out your heart to me. And in spite of your past, in spite of the previous ridicule and your associations with the Pharisees and the scribes, in spite of all that, I've heard your prayer and I'm coming with you and I've followed you and we're going to your daughter's house and we're going to see God do a great miracle. He says, I know you've got bad news and you think it's too late. He said, I only believe. I only believe. Just keep on believing. Folks, about the moment you think it's too late, I want to encourage you to keep on believing. Keep on trusting. Keep on praying. Keep on humbling. It's not your place to decide when God is finished. It's our place to keep on asking and keep on trusting and keep on seeking and be reminded when it seems too late, There's still hope for your home. Keep on believing. Number three.
There's hope for your home when most people think it is impossible. There's hope for your home when most people think it's impossible. There was a group of certain people who came to him and said, Your daughter's dead. The Bible says, beginning in verse number 37, And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. So there's already folks that have come to Jairus and said, She's dead. Then Jairus and Jesus get to the house... And it is tumultuous. I mean, everybody's up in arms. Everybody's crying. They've already got the professional mourners. I'll tell you something. Funeral, uh, funeral tradition and funeral, uh, uh culture is so different. Uh, how many of you have noticed some different funeral culture? Just moving from Knoxville to here, you notice a big difference in the funeral culture and the way people do things. And moving from Virginia to here and Virginia to Knoxville, there's people do things different regarding funerals. And this was a common practice at this time, how they dealt with funerals and dealt with the dead. They would actually hire people who would come to your house and they would weep and wail and mourn. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be like, get out of the house. I don't want anything to do with that. It reminded me of a funny story. I need to just... Tell it real quick. How many of you ever remember sitting up with the dead? Any of, that, any of y'all? There's a few folks around here. Uh, it used to be a practice. Uh, can you imagine that to a guy, a young guy like me, that seems a little bit scary, but the practice used to be that if someone passed away, they'd actually bring the body to the home and family would sit around the family and sit up with the, with, uh, would sit up with the dead. And, uh, other practices, they'd leave the dead in the funeral home and the family would sit and stay. Well, there was a funny story that Jerry Clower told. One of the Ledbetters had died. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chai Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.